0: What's your greatest screw up at work? Oh, wow! I didn't, I didn't. I don't know. That's a good question. Right into it. Right into it. Just, right into it. Just, we, we didn't. We didn't give you any uh, any warning. Uh, my greatest screw or one of your. You. I try to help you. One of I'm your greatest. To come up on my own. From the Time Life Greatest Hits collection of screw ups. Well, I mean, you know, we we did the the. You did your mulligans. Right. I was going to say, we did the mulligans, which is kind of along the same lines of, you know, what's your greatest screw up? I mean, and I, I actually did too because I did a leadership one too. Right. Um, you know, and that's, that's, that's probably that's probably more often what you're going to do is, I, I, I would say, I screw up probably more dealing in personnel interactions than I do anything else. Misreading the situation or... Um,
1: Why do you think that is?
0: Uh because I'm an arrogant ass? I don't
1: know. <laughs> well, I mean It's a good place to start. <laughs> but, but I mean, at this point, let's say uh, you're not doing it on, on fires because you're tactically proficient. How long have you been a battalion chief? Uh, it's about to be nine years. So you should be tactically proficient at, at being a battalion chief, right? I, so why why should be, why should do be phoning you, it in at this why time. Why do you keep having the screw-ups with, with people then?
0: Uh, people are different. Uh, you just you know, people, you got distractions, and um, I just think that there's so much variety in people and the way that they're going to approach you. And then, plus, you know, you everybody's got their own personality and things that there are hot buttons. Probably my biggest screw up is when I let somebody push my buttons, and then uh, I outwardly let them see right. that they've it, they've made right? me mad. That's to me, it's not very a professional thing to do. And but I still have quite a temper, and I've done much much better, you know, right. than I was as captain or whatever. But I'd say as a battalion chief, I do a pretty good job at it. But every once in a while, it, it'll still occur, and then <laughs> he's laughing at me and uh, <laughs> rears his little ugly head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, and you know, at the time, I'm so hot about it, you know, it, it's almost like feeding the fire of it. Right. You know, you're, you're in the whole win or die kind of thing, and it's later that you know I'm sitting there and I'm almost embarrassed by it. A little and reflection. That, that and person just totally pushed my buttons about what it is. And then it's me reflecting on, like, how am I going to either repair that or not let it happen again or, you know. Right. So I'd say that's, that's probably my biggest screw-ups is to uh, let that happen as a, as a battalion chief. Do you go back to him? Yeah, I have to. I mean, for the most part. I mean, especially if it's one of my employees. I mean.
1: Well, no, I mean, but do you go back to him and talk about that conversation and where you screwed up? And, I mean,
0: Uh that I part of the process? It, I think it depends on the individual uh, if I went back and th- would talk to him about it and thought that that would, like, empower them and make it worse, I probably would not. Right. Uh, right. But, you know, I'm I'm very quick to say that, you know, I'm a human, you know, wait, he used human earlier. I thought that was funny, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you know, that I'm, I'm a person.
2: Just trying to distinguish <laughs> between animals and humans. <laughs> <Yeah. You> know, <laughs> I want to confuse saying, people. <laughs>
1: instead of saying people, he said humans,
0: and I just caught that funny. Anyway, <laughs> You've got uh, two legs and not four. And that's right. <laughs> But, you know, I'm, I'm going to make mistakes, you know, and I, I think that's something that happens a lot, uh, especially officers and really, really new officers. People think, oh, you took the test, you're going to have all the answers. And you typically don't yeah. have all the answers. There's a, there's a grace period that they need to have where they got to yeah. bold into the role. But even even me as being doing, having done this for nine years or this position for nine years, I'm still learning. I'm, I'm, I'm right. not going to be –
1: What's that grace period? I think we've I talked about, about to this say, before. I don't even think there is a grace period. No, we've yeah. we've talked about this. Well, not necessarily a grace period, but that period when before you really feel like you've got your your feet under you in a new position. Uh for battalion Chief, I think it was about a year yeah. for, for me. I think Shane and I have talked about this while we were hiking. And I, I Malcolm Gladwell said five thousand hours. Yeah. Well no, that's to become proficient. Proficient. Expert. Um, Expert. I think right. it's about a was it 10? Yeah, it is 10. I he's, mean, you could do right. something wrong for 5,000 hours and just he's perfect right. how to do it wrong. Um, it should probably. I think, it's a it's a wrong, I think it's a year yeah, and, and half. a half. I think it's a year and a half. Yeah, it was
3: an easy year and a half, two years for me. Before
1: I really start to feel like I know what I'm Get doing. Get your feet under you. Yeah. 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 Which is a long time. It, it, it is a long time. A lot longer than people long realize. A long time. Yeah. Now, one of my screw-ups, one of my really good ones was... We had a, uh, that. yeah, I'm letting
0: you out. Yeah, thank you.
1: Throwing, you. throwing you a light preserver. Um, We had a, a two individuals at our station who were, had both the same certification and we were told we had to get rid of one of them uh, because they needed to move that person to another station. And uh, the one that was deemed the one that was going to move, uh, apparently had gotten a get out of jail free card from the, number two person in the department at some point that none of us knew about. Knew about. Yeah. And uh, she was not happy when she was told that she was going to be transferred to another station. And she basically said, I've got a letter from this individual that says you can't transfer me for two years. And um, we really weren't, they, they weren't going to honor that letter because the those people were no longer in, pl- in position. But um, she got really, really upset and I was trying to be, uh, the most supportive emotionally that I could be, which I'm not typically. So I was, oh, really? Yeah. So I was,
3: I don't know why you didn't think that was going to go
0: right. <laughs> I was
1: really trying to listen. And, you know, we ended up at that station. Everything that was done of purpose was always done on the deck right off of the kitchen. I
0: was
1: out on the deck talking to her, trying to get her. I mean, she was upset. And for about two hours, she was just upset. I could not get her to calm down. She, you know, She wasn't angry at me, but she was very angry about the situation. And I was the captain. I was one of two captains. And this started about 10 o'clock, and it gets to be about midnight. And I'm just not making any headway. And the other captain at the station, who was a much more senior captain, um, he typically went to bed about 9.30 at night. But... Uh, he was still up, and I didn't know it. He was in the day room, kind of monitoring what was going on on the deck. And right after 12 o'clock, which was way past his bedtime, he opened up the door to the the deck from the kitchen, stood in the doorway, and he said to the individual, so-and-so, you're going to station blank, that's it, end of story. And he closed the door, and he walked back in, which was totally not his way. That's more my way. I was being, I was trying to be like he is, you know. I was trying to listen and do the, well, he comes out and does that. And as soon as he did it, the tears stopped. She was immediately okay with the transfer and it was done. And I had spent two hours trying to be that person that I'm not normally. And in the end, he came out and did exactly what she needed, which was just get over it.
3: And I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how he,
1: I don't know how he recognized that that was what
3: she needed. So was that your beginning of moneyballing it? I mean, maybe not even realize it. So going forward, did you continue to try to no, I think touchy I, feeling? I think I
1: was always the Moneyball approach. I think I, I, I don't think anybody would ever accuse me of being too, uh, what's the word? Understanding or empathetic. Empathy, yeah, there, there you go. That's exactly what it is. I always get accused of lacking empathy and sympathy. But um, yeah. So I, I, and to this day, I still don't know what he did. Now,
0: you know, well, maybe because it was out of character is what shocked her into taking. It might
1: it. have been. And then somebody else said, "Well, you know, you did spend two hours softening her up. You know, it I'll might live have just been just massaging your ego. Well, yeah.
0: maybe." So that <laughs> like, yeah. says, yeah, yeah, you, you screwed that up. Good. So that was, yeah. your, that was your script. Yeah, so that's
3: what I'm wondering. Well, no, no. So it's
0: not
1: a, it's not the greatest script, but it does. I mean, it, it does stay with me and this was 15 years ago. I mean, I still think about that because I think about how much I misread her. It's kind of like what you're talking about, you know, misreading those interactions with people. I thought I was doing exactly what I needed to be doing to get her through this. And it was totally the wrong thing.
0: So does now, is this reinforce you to say, you know what? No. I'm going to be more direct from now on. Just- no.
1: it. I mean, it. I think it reinforced the fact that I can't be something that I'm not. And then it also reinforced the fact that I don't, I can't read people. I'm just not good at it. So.
0: Hmm. Mm. Hmm.
1: Babel is furiously I, scribbling in his notebook. I don't know if that's true either. I don't either. That's why I think we all said, hmm. oh. Well, see, there I've.
2: i,
3: I mis- you <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe it is true.
2: <laughs> Babel, what do you got? Um, Because it's such short notice. Oh. The only thing I can think of is I made part of it I'm good with, the other part I'm not, which basically I had a. Problem with leadership, and I decided to write it down and give this leader a letter stating my
3: disapproval.
2: Disapproval it's leadership. Wait, wait, wait,
3: wait.
1: You mean like a letter? Like here are all the things that you're doing wrong?
2: Not like that. It was
1: professional. exactly
0: like that. The way he said. Yeah, it seems exactly like I that. I still,
2: I still have it. So you so, gave it to him. Yeah, no, oh. he got
3: it. <laughs> I thought you might have.
2: Is it framed on
3: your <laughs> didn't wall? Didn't press in. No,
2: I just kept the the. I keep everything I write so I can go back and reflect without the right or the wrong. And basically, I, it's something that should have been confronted, not necessarily written. And the reason it's one of the worst things is because it's just at that time it just seemed like such a right thing to do. It's like you just write a letter, state some of your concerns. Uh, I had already tried some verbal stuff. Hey, I want to get moved. Um, there were just some issues there. And now I look at it and think that was just a dumb shit thing to do. I why? Should not Wait, have why done that Why was it dumb? Because when
1: you, you kind of said it, so it should have been verbal. So you don't disagree with what you said, just no, that you shouldn't have written it
3: down.
2: That's correct. Because you're formalizing something by writing it. And some, you, people should have the opportunity. First of all, the opportunity should have been present for that person to grow within their role. They were still reasonably new. I was just full of piss and vinegar, and, and we just had conflict. Um, when you write something down, you're formalizing it. This could have been easily disputed just face to face. I don't know. Uh, why i thought it was so oh, no, important you to said write it down. was about
1: a, a you wanted to be transferred
2: well that part i verbalized several times so i sh- i definitely verbalized my discontent of being present so but
1: why would writing a letter i mean obviously you chose to take it to the next step
2: so well no see that's not what it, my intent was oh what was your intent just to write it down sometimes i can put down what my thoughts are in writing better than i can verbalize them and you're also lacking opposition when you write them down you know one of the things with writing things down is and this is troche today and we've talked about this a million times how you grow through time and you got to give us that time for growth we do stupid stuff is when you write a letter, it could be quite cowardly because that person doesn't have an opportunity to defend themselves. Oh, so agree. sometimes that's an out is a go, well, right. I'm going to write this down. That way you have to read it, absorb it and just fume over it and you can't say nothing to me. So I think I'm in the right the whole entire time because there is no rebuttal till a rebuttal shows up. Well, that's so,
1: commentary on all Facebook posts and Twitter correct. posts and everything's a one way.
0: I'm seeing you in a whole new negative light. Throw today. it out there. Well, That was
2: a long time ago and I, that's okay,
0: I'm going to still hold you accountable for it. That's for today. good, that's all good.
2: <laughs> what I wrote was honest, uh, I it, it was true, it definitely did not need to be written, It, uh, it that just formalizes it. So wait, what to you wrote level. was about you? No, it was, hell no, I was doing everything right, it was them that was screwing <laughs> well, everything. Well then with.
1: how do you know it was all true? Well, no,
2: it, it was my perspective as to right. how things were going. Right. Some of the steps that I took to try to, hey, I understand that I, I wanted to move somewhere. Nonetheless, it's, it just, I shouldn't have uh, formalized it like right. that. And young, immature, it was not to bring it to another level. I didn't understand the fire service. So if you're listening to this, understand that if you write something down, You are formalizing that complaint or that concern or whatever it is that you put down. That wasn't my intention. My intention was I was off next shift. That person wasn't here. I'm going to let you know how you're screwing things up and I don't want to be here or whatever. Uh, It was professional. So what did you expect out
3: of it?
1: What kind of response did you expect? Did you expect a letter back?
2: No, I didn't even think it through that much.
3: Okay. I mean, did it start out with a, I'm just saying this to get off my chest. I'm not looking for a response. I don't think that. No. So, if I had to, if I had to, you're going to get a response.
2: No. See, I didn't expect that. What my thought was at the time when we talk, he's not listening. So I'm going to force him to listen because I'm going to put this in writing. I didn't think if you put it in writing, it's going to be formalized. It has to be taken up to another level. You keep saying
1: formalized. So what happened when you wrote the letter? Yeah. Did it move on up? Oh yeah, I moved down up.
2: <laughs> I did not you move on and, and then I moved down, which meant <laughs> downstairs is where headquarters and the chiefs are. So I had to go down. <laughs> it wasn't a bad thing because it it was, as somebody stated, it was right on the line. In other words, it was professionally written. It wasn't nothing bad, blasphemous, and disrespectful, untrue, or un- Well, it you can't substantiate. It's a matter of perception. Yeah, it's a matter of perception. But um, that's just not the right thing to do. There is definitely a time to formalize a complaint or a concern. This was not time for that. So then the repercussions are me being downstairs. And um, God, I was infuriated by the response that I got. And then you fast forward over 10 years now. I think it's been over 10 years now. And I go... Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Now,
3: did you were your complaints in the right heart? No. But well, then when they were misguided, no. So they were in the wrong. No,
2: it was just no matter what bitching. It was just my perception of this. the so no only reason I was
3: going with that is because, again, when we go back to that, if somebody had had a courageous conversation with you to say, "Listen, I I hear what you just said, but let me explain to you why that will work or that." will not work
2: you're right but even with that for those that are listening this did not need a letter to be written to the individual because once you write it it is written so I should have had a courageous conversation or I should have just dropped it and said whatever it was just my perception my bitch, my complaint. I agree. So There's a little more would,
3: kapow when you put it on There's definitely versus just more what somebody just said. And I
2: don't know what the end result of it is. I don't know that the end result, it ends up in a file or whatever. But when I got called down, um, I could tell you that there was no discussion with me. It was a discussion at me. That part I thought was mishandled big time. And if I was going to put a written thing, would have been on how that person, not the one that I wrote it against, but the chief that handled it that person mishandled it with me big time but uh the original i really didn't have i wouldn't say i had any malice or malicious intent it was just like you know what i'm gonna write it then you're gonna read it and you're gonna have to stew over it because you obviously ain't listening to me when i'm sitting in front of you but i didn't understand the implications of a written word at that time in the fire department how long ago was this over 10 years all right i think
1: you now receive the same kind of letter one of your firefighters who
3: cannot pick the firefighter for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> <That>
0: how does <laughs> that how, <I> could. <laughs> how
1: do you today? Because I, and I mean I was going to ask this question before you even said it, but you said that they handled it wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How
2: would you handle receiving a letter yeah, like man. that? Right I hope now. not to be put in that predicament because the problem is. Did. Yeah, I know. Do I? Well, just put you in that. Well, predicament. He's asking, <laughs> you know, hypothetically if it would happen. So. Oh, my point is the letter you talking about somebody you, writes a letter uh, against me or against somebody else in a situation
1: to it. yeah, whoever fine. you, you sent, the, yeah you're the person that, that somebody sent this to you
3: something that you're not you won't listen to them they've got all these great ideas Is the
1: lesson from
3: your experience
1: I I that you realize person. that that person in the same situation doesn't realize the the level that they've put by putting it on right. paper and that they were just blowing up do you Take what you learned from that experience and apply it down, or do you end up reacting? And so now, I, I think I know the answer.
2: Well, I'm going to give you, you to, t- a twofold honest question. If it's written towards me, then the first thing I'm going to do is get pissed off about it. Somebody wrote a formal letter against me saying that whatever. I mean, the human. So then, side then do of you me.
1: understand how the other person reacted? One hundred
2: percent. So now, if I'm having to deal with it, <clears throat> then this is where things change because of my ignorance at the time. I actually thought this is going to get through to you now and you're going to feel horrible because you got a great employee that's saying something to you. Whether, whether uh, That was my mindset. So now the way I would look at it and the way I would handle it would be, first of all, to depending on the person, the position, understanding and all that is, do you understand the implications of writing this? Is this a, a formal complaint or are you just trying to Because it does does change things when you write it like that. So would I handle it different? I'd have a little bit more understanding, but I don't think the sting of the initial sting of getting upset will go away. So for this, again, in my immaturity, I didn't think I'm writing a formal blah, blah, blah. It was just like, they're going to have to stew over this and all that. So that day, I could have handled it better but i was also young and for those out there i don't know how you train or you teach or you uh mentor people to understand something like that it's not we sit down i mean hell we're doing it right now i guess but you go just be cautious of what you do i actually wrote something a while back and it was called the power of words and it had some of that in it which is you know i can make a comment nothing If it's recorded or written, it's almost infinite. So you have to be real cautious. And I don't know how you prep people for that. But what I would say is there is conversations that need to be taken in person. And an email or a document just escalate things to a level that a lot of us don't expect. I don't don't completely disagree, but I'm
1: going to say that uh, an in-person conversation can be just as damaging as a written one. Sure, Yeah. yeah you know yeah. and i i think what i would say that it you said that i wholeheartedly agree with and that i was not smart enough to do this most of my career is you said how do how do you mentor someone like that the best litmus test for what you've written is to give it to somebody you
2: trust before you send it and say how do you feel about I'm, it? I'm yeah. glad you brought how that up. I'm about you to feel. So <laughs> let, let, let me do a little bit more mentoring and education and then we could move on. I did do that. No, no, Let's stay on you. This is pretty good. No. So I did do that. But okay. you know who I gave it to? Somebody that agreed with me. Well, somebody well, that I knew was going to yeah. agree with me. Yeah. So I did give it to somebody and say, this is exactly what was said. If I gave this to you, how, you, how would you feel? What do you think about it? And I just left it there. And when they come back, they were in support of it. They're like, if that's how you feel well, about you, it,
1: you were taking all the risk.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I didn't pencil awesome. it. Awesome. was like, <laughs> who you, can I
1: give would it you to? do that again? I don't think this mentally, is strong enough.
3: I think you're I kind of I belaboring would've.
1: your point. I think you need to be more direct. I <laughs> yeah. need to be uh, more exclamation
0: points. Yeah, yeah, more more caps, all caps,
2: and four letter words. First of all, I'd be way more cautious as it'd have to be pretty significant for me to document something because if I documented it, I would oh, look at it Oh, you were documenting formal. the truth.
1: Why no. should you be cautious about documenting the truth? You it,
2: can't no. handle the truth. It no, was, but I mean, seriously, I docu- I some people are going to say that. If no. it's the truth, then I should.
1: I, you shouldn't have any problem All right, with
2: it. so what I would argue with that is you could do whatever you want. My advice to you would be uh, don't document your perception. Truth can be validated. Nothing that I said could be validated because it was my perception. Right. Now, if there's immoral, illegal, something that you can validate, that's different. But my discontent for an individual is 100% subjective. So that just not smart I'm, on my part to do. Um, if I had to do it all over again, I have an accountability system now that I'd hand it to to go, hey, what do you feel about this? And I know I'm going to get truth. <clears throat> I know that. I'm not giving it to somebody who's just there to agree with me. And that point, I You'll didn't have that kind in of your best system. interest taken in, in my best interest. Right. Where somebody's going to look at it and and, and tell me if yeah, they feel
0: yeah, tell them right. So you so should do it in, in that conversation. He kind of alluded to it. So if if you would have gotten that letter yourself, somebody wrote that letter to you. You still would have been okay with it. No, I would have thought it was disrespectful as hell. Exactly. So you don't even have to give it to somebody else. If you just put yourself in the role of no. if this person wrote this letter to me. How would I take it? Yeah. And I've done that before where I was going to go in and have a conversation and and plead my case to somebody. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, what if one of my subordinates did that? I'd be pissed. And I totally changed my tactic. That's how I wouldn't have that conversation.
2: So two things with that. And we've talked about this. Wait till your emotion is not at full peak to write it. True. If you wrote it, rip it up and see if you're willing to write it again. And with that being said, I did not have the mature to see how it would affect me. And I'll tell you how, what I've done. It's been over 10 years. I've read that letter probably about six or seven times. For a few years, I'd read it every year. And I validated every year that it was the right thing to do. It wasn't until recent years that I thought, that was be stupid because that's your position, Change. my position changed my position oh. changed my perspective changed but for years i'd read it i'd be like Just that son five. of a bitch deserved Just this letter, letter. <laughs> it was justified right.
0: <laughs> i might send it to him again i still see, have in in case it, you didn't see it the first time.
2: time i'm gonna I, I got i'm gonna spell it better and use a little <laughs> bit better wording in it oh, no but funny. yeah for well, underlines God, for. Stuff. for for at least five years, I thought it was a hell of a letter and I was 100% validated <laughs> and sending. And then all of a sudden, positions change, maturity changes, life experiences. And I look change. at it and I go, you're a dipshit for
3: doing that. You could have handled that might I just better. recently right, had Jay. a conversation about going on this line right here that, and the, and it boiled it down to this. Just because it's true doesn't mean <laughs> it needs to be said. Yeah. You know, that's just, I mean, truth has nothing to do whether right. or not it is talked about or not. All right, so what's yours um I, 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 one of the things I noticed while we were sitting here talking about it is everybody's uh screw up including mine, is personnel personal related Do you yeah. know what I mean and um and again you know it's tough to kind of come up with these screw ups, but I did screw up as a new battalion chief uh bringing something that was said. Or something that was, was going to be intended to be done and I don't wanna go into the details of it, but I totally took it the wrong way. Like I didn't receive it the way they said, you know, I I, I this this thing came to me that this was gonna happen, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. I could be you know, I'm thinking I'm doing good for the department. I'm looking out how this could look in the department's eyes and how, you know, um, I'm protecting the department and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't take into consideration of how this was going to make the employee feel when I tell them.
0: Was it written by Pabell?
3: <laughs> no. And so, again, you know, when I said, "Nah, you know, I don't think we're going to do that. I don't think that's a good idea because of blah, blah, blah. They immediately turned it on as a personal attack on their character. Right. Why would you assume that I would do something? Like that's your default was that I'm a bad person and I would do that. They didn't see it where I was trying to think of it from the department perspective. And, again, although I still ultimately think I did the right thing, I would have totally explained better as to why I think I'm doing the right thing. Right. I think it would have been a much more, again, I keep saying this. I think we need to have these courageous conversations. You need to be able to sit down and say, listen, I appreciate you taking the time. I want you to understand what that sounds like, what you just said, what, think about it, this perspective. I want to hear what your perspective is, but... We usually don't do that. Do you think that sometimes when we're brand new at
2: it, you think that sometimes that happens because you're just 100% guarded at that point that anything that you say can be used against you. So it's like I don't even want to have a conversation where.
3: I mean, maybe, but I think, um, yeah. Well, let me take it twofold because Hatch and I were talking about this. I think in a lot of ways, we, when when an individual gets promoted, they think that we think you should know everything right? Mm-hmm. You should know all the answers, you should know all the pitfalls, so therefore you are, when you realize that you, when you get promoted, you really don't, they didn't give you a little magic book that was hidden under the desk. These right? are all the That's, secrets. That, just, that <laughs> did not happen, and now all of a sudden you, you have someone who has challenged you, and you don't know what to do. You don't know how to navigate it, so you just navigate it in what you think is the best way, and in reality, many times it's not the best way. He just poured um, gasoline on it. Yeah, and that's exactly what I did. Woo. So I kind
2: of mm-hmm. like this because of the fact that we, <clears throat> when when we talk about mentoring, helping people, and all that, very rarely is this stuff out. It's usually gonna be something that I screwed up on a fire scene or something like that. Which yeah. I
1: did
3: have one yeah. of those. <clears throat> too. No, I've had, had plenty of those. Back on that good one. But July
1: thirteenth, we just had our anniversary.
3: No, I wasn't thinking about that one. I was thinking about the time I realized that you should bring more crews on when it's this hot. <laughs> Maybe call for a second alarm. When I looked and I stopped and I looked across the fireground, legitimately stopped and looked across the fireground and there were piles of firefighters just nearly dying. <laughs> I mean they they weren't, but they was it was hot. It was hot and they were dying. They could not and I was just Throwing firefighters like at, throwing firefighters like at, thought, yeah, yeah, go again, go again, go. Oh, it's horrible, horrible.
1: All right, so, um, back to the letter writing. Um, I think there's a, a. It's been told to me by people above me at, at different levels in my career, uh, when somebody wrote a letter that I had passed through, which maybe I shouldn't have passed it through, but, um, my position on that is, is I'm not going to make you rewrite your letter.
3: That's a tough one. And,
1: you know, somebody above you hands the letter back and says, make them rewrite this. And no, I'm not going to do it. Now, what I always will do or would do at at the time as a station officer specifically was uh, when somebody gave me a letter, I would read it and then I'd bring them in and I'd say, I want to make sure that you understand I'm not going to tell you to rewrite your letter. I'm not going to tell you to change a single word, but I want you to understand how I am interpreting what you wrote. And when you go through it like that with them and you at the end you say if you're okay with how I've I interpreted exact it, exact same
0: thing before. Yeah.
1: Then we'll send your letter up. But I don't want you to send something that you don't intend, you know, mm. or that it, you know, this sentence really comes mm. off this way and as long as you're okay with it we'll I'll I'll sign it and I'll pass it up and I'll stand by you you know that this is your letter and this is your opinion and blah blah blah
3: If somebody but I'm not going to make you rewrite yeah, we letter. got we got officers that just go
0: yeah no. that's what you want to say if no.
2: somebody gives it to me to pre-read it hey man what do you think about this no he's
0: talking about it's just in the going up the chain and at one yeah. point the person in the D- chain reads it and says do you understand the impact that this is going to have and i did the same thing i had a guy who copied and pasted uh, a georgia law and then highlighted it oh, and i was like do you understand what that's telling yeah. them one that they don't understand it and two that they're not smart yeah. enough to realize that yeah.
2: this is a law so once they write it th- this will help me out uh, i haven't encountered it yet nor do i hope to but um at the point that they wrote it is there any concern from your side that you're I don't want to use the word coerce so that you may get put in there where once to me, once that document's written and handed over, it done, it's filed. No, so hey, I'm, I'm well, on the
0: same board with, with Bill. I'm not trying to tell them to change it. I don't want them to change it. I'm trying to explain this is how this is going to be perceived. Is that, is that your intention? If they say yes, go with yeah. it. Well, that's
2: fantastic. Cause that, that little lesson but right I there. I will
3: say, however, at my, once that hits my spot, no, no, no. It depends on what, That's where but you, you, you are. are yeah, yeah, well, you, you are a different are very high level. That's what I'm saying. It up, needs to happen yeah. at the... Company officer yeah, to the
0: house. Yeah, I'm way down the ladder. I'm way, way down far down from you. But that
1: same <laughs> process can be employed like we were talking about, where you give it to somebody you trust to say, yeah. "How do you? how does this come off? You know, well, is your intent that you want to say this? Yes, it is. Then okay. I think you yeah. said it very effectively.
3: And when
2: you say somebody you trust, not Maybe somebody that's, that's going to agree with you. the training
3: piece is that needs to happen because we are an organization, and I imagine you guys are too, where you do put a lot of things on paper. Explain why you right. did right. this. Right. So that's... Uh, okay. Maybe so we need to put a little more right. training I, into I, that.
1: I used to, uh, and I actually teach up, well, at least at some points I do. I don't know that I've been asked to do it lately but because uh, I'm sure most people... That receive it don't think it's that important, but there was a a little thirty minute uh, lecture thing that I do on how to write a letter because I I was world famous for writing eight page letters, you know, and text. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) It had to happen. (laughs) You have no idea. Do you write them out
0: on your computer first and then text them to it? Text? Yeah. No.
1: You do that on your phone? That's just thumbs, man. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, I wrote a letter. I was especially pissed off because... You the, ought to see him do it on his computer the, and text. Though. The county doctor, and not, I don't want to go down too far down this road, but the county doctor uh, in my annual health assessment said that I had alcoholic hepatitis, and he wrote that in my file.
2: Holy now, smokes.
1: Yeah. So now the fact that I've never had a drink of alcohol in my life caused me a little bit of problem here. Uh, not only did he, <laughs> was he wrong about the hepatitis? I had some liver enzymes or something that came back on a test. He took the step and I, I went and actually consulted two other doctors and I was like, would you ever write this on somebody's chart? And they're like, no, that's malpractice. I mean, you know, the doctor refused to take it out of my, uh, my file cause I went and met with him. And then, uh, my father-in-law is a lawyer and I said, the fact that it says I have alcoholic hepatitis in my file, if I'm in an accident later, can they get that file and say that I'm an alcoholic? And he said, yeah, technically, thats they'll be able to get to it. So all of that, I thought I needed to write this eight-page monster letter, and I still have that letter. But, I mean, I was famous for writing these long letters. So part of that class that I teach now is letters no more than a page. If you get to where you've written more than a page... It really needs to be something that has to get more than a
2: page. Because well, I feel better about myself. Mine was only a page long. Well, then you're totally to get, wrong. Now, but one page.
3: Another rule: no indentions, no yeah. <laughs> narrow
1: margins. Yeah, I was like, say narrow <laughs> margins. No <laughs> header. <laughs> no spacing. Uh, the other the other rule that I kind of have for it is that the the first sentence of your letter should very clearly state this is what the letter's about, and it. If they only read the first sentence, then they should come away from that first sentence with everything that that letter's about.
2: I got a great idea. What's that? How about you draft up a, because you got plenty of time, uh, draft up a little bit of what that looks like as an example. Then I'm going to take mine and I'm going to redact it. And we're going to put up, do this, don't do this.
3: That's a horrible idea. (laughs) No, but I
1: mean, it'd be the voice of reason here. So (laughs) if it's, uh, you know, if you're, if you're saying, trying to think of a, uh, you know. No, I get what you're saying. You want to,
2: you want to capture that. I am
1: writing this letter uh, in response to your request for a letter on my involvement in the uh, accident with truck two on this date. And that, you know, very clear, you know, or if it's, even something more, if it's something that you did specifically, like, you know, that you were late to work that morning, you know, this I am letter, writing this, this letter to, to acknowledge yeah. that I was late on this day, you know, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. Then, I
2: practice that with, uh, you know, you, you'll often get, Hey, can you write me a letter of recommendation? And like, you always start out with,
1: yeah, I am I, recommending. I am recommending because, then you can go on, yeah, but if that they initial... never read the rest of it, then you know. And then at the end, you always wrap it up again with that same idea, so that you come back to it again. I am recommending this person, you know? right? But it needs to be very clear cut. It needs to be very, very, you know. Never. I, I used to. Uh, man, the sins that I had when I wrote letters. I would always include a word that you'd have to look up, that I had to look up. <laughs> You know, and I, I thought it was like some kind of, uh, you know. Sign of excellence or intelligence. Yeah. Like I was, I was, you know, ha ha, here's how smart I am. You don't know what this.
3: And I had to look the stupid word up. And that's know? exactly what the sender says. Yeah. I mean, the receiver. Exactly. Exactly. And it's so stupid. Just pisses them off. Yeah, it's a
2: general rule. Why Aren't would... you supposed to write at a sixth grade level? Well, but I'm,
1: I mean, if the goal of my letter is to convey my thought or my idea to you why would I put in words that you don't even that know. you're not gonna understand
2: well that's not too and, hard with me you can well, damn you no, write I mean, anything' and well, I you're,
1: you're, you're in cross purposes if you're doing yeah, that yeah you know the whole point is that I and let's say it's a, let's say it's not a bad thing let's say it's I, I have an idea I think we should be running you know this truck this way you know as opposed to how we're currently running it you know. You definitely want that to succeed. So why would you do anything to your letter to stand in the way of that?
2: And complicate it. So another another
1: another thing that I've got, another rule that I've got is, is if you're gonna if you're let's say that truck, you know, I want the truck to run this way. I think it should run this way. Here's my idea. And you've got reasons why that's a good thing. Never include more than three reasons. Never include more than three. Because if you include more than three, and this is my personal opinion, if you include more than three, none of the first three are that good, right? I mean, if you need seven reasons why something's a good idea, you've got seven shitty reasons.
0: Combine some of them.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, no, I, mean, I
3: feel like these are seven really good reasons.
1: <laughs> if, you've seven, couldn't, couldn't, uh, if you've got seven, I if you've got seven great me. ones, then you should only have to pick three to get your point across. They shouldn't have to read to all seven. You know, it just, it becomes such a, an exercise in Redundancy. here are all the reasons why we should be doing this. And you haven't seen any, any of them and rule
0: a reason 37, Yeah,
1: re, <laughs> you know, So, I mean, there's just all those things that that I, and i only learned this by doing it wrong for so many years. Um, But uh, as somebody who receives letters and as somebody who writes a lot of letters now, if you're going to write a letter for your department, keep it to one page, be clear, concise, don't use big words, you know, that nobody's going to understand. You're not trying to prove how smart you are. Don't quote people. You know, and, and if you're offering an apology, apologize, apologize, don't, don't give all the reasons why you did it. If you were late, say I was late. Here's why I was late. Not the, you know, the, the rationale or the, the reason, all the, all the good reasons you've got for being late. I was late because I overslept. Period. Here's what I've done to make sure that it won't ever happen again. Period.
2: I'm sorry. Period. All right. Use that one in the loop, by the way. That one came out. What's it? I'm sorry. That's going to be our loop.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. But I do have Bill's
2: rules for letter writing. Rule number one first sentence should explain what or why.
1: I actually have a class already if you're thinking about building something.
2: No, I just, (laughs) I'm just trying to revisit what you said. 30 minute class. Rule number two keep it to one page. One page. Rule number three, never use more than three responses to support your point. And then just as some side note, use clean and understandable words. Clean, document, understandable words. Well, it's about words. knowing your audience. You should yeah.
1: never write a letter that, that the audience is not going to understand. So,
2: And if you're apologizing, just apologize. Well,
1: so that, yeah, that's a big
2: one. You know that is because I haven't written an apology letter probably should have
0: but i, but I haven't <laughs> but if i too late <laughs> life, you bragging? <laughs> but no
2: but if i do i, I think you've that you've never it, done anything wrong no i have i've just been too prideful to write an apology letter so letter. but
1: you've never been like you've never <laughs> no had,
2: i just haven't
1: that's not a part of the process and the departments that you're in that you have to write a letter explaining what happened
2: i've i i do not want to come out wrong i've never had an issue where thing. i had that's
3: to write right? an apology apologies letter. in person uh, yeah, I've, it this doesn't have
0: to be, be an up. apology, like you said. Like know, you're explaining mean, something yeah. that's happened. Well, even you had an accident and you had to write a letter. I'm sorry this happened. I mean, well, like I, right. I
1: totaled a battalion car two years ago. You know, uh, and the first sentence of that was, "I wrecked this car." <laughs> you know, so I I rear-ended had to write other that. other people. It, there were plenty of reasons why it wasn't formal. But okay. what
2: I would say is. I'm going back to, I didn't have to write it, but I did have to explain it. Right. And just like you explained it, I would say, yes, I did that, but, and then I'm going to state you seven reasons why I did screw that up, but you know, it was, it was dark out. So with what you're saying, me taking into account would be, Hey, if I'm going to be writing a letter of apology of X, just throw it out there and go, I wrecked the fire truck. Right. Almost innately something, in me, I'm talking for myself personally. Is going to want to, well, but just keep well, this in mind. Some justifiable causes to why this happened. Not that it's not happening. Ex- if you're
3: part in, I'm thinking about our form where you do write two different letters in some ways because if there are extenuating circumstances that need to be put on paper that are legit, absolutely. Right. And then you what you're going to do to avoid are, this in the
2: future?
1: Those are thing. Those are details that are provided that don't that are not meant that are not provided to. Uh, circumvent you taking responsibility. Right. Those are details that I'm right. providing to show you Here's how, how I got here. to where right. I am accepting responsibility for this. That's where i I mean, that's, if I I'm accepting those details, responsibility,
3: however, I
1: mean, in my letter on the car, I said, I looked down at the radio, uh, the, the department radio, not the music radio. I looked down at the radio to turn the volume up. To hear radio traffic, and when I looked up, all the cars in front of me were stopped. That—that's mm. that tells you what happened, but it takes nothing away from the fact that I rear-ended another car. It was totally me. I looked away. Yeah, like I the, take responsibility.
2: The highest posted speed limit is seventy. Why would you make my car go one hundred and twenty? Why would you put that on there?
3: Yeah. No, oh, that's it's <laughs> that your fault. You made it go that it's your fast. Fault. Can't you, you guys govern this thing?
2: Yeah. Can't you govern this thing to just stay at 70 max?
1: Well, and you know, we had, we had somebody wreck a truck years ago and they put it on that the department had not trained them to drive that truck, even though they had been driving the truck for a year at right. least, you know, but in their letter, I wrecked the truck because you didn't properly train me to drive it, which yep. is
0: ludicrous, you know? If you're looking for leniency, that is not the way
1: to get it. No, no. <laughs> but I also think that some people uh, in the upper echelons of departments, when they get a short letter, view it as though you didn't take it seriously. And that's not, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I could write you a three-sentence letter about why I screwed up, and there, you really shouldn't want any more. Here's what I did. I'm sorry about it, and here's what I've done to make sure it won't ever
3: happen again. See, I think the that end. you need to,
2: if you're going to write Yeah, and in, I
3: can see where you could be like that. No, they just, blah. Right. That. Yeah. I'd say
2: if you write in a, an apology letter or something like that, that it should be, here's what I did. I would include, here's what I'm going to do to try to prevent this from happening again. Exactly.
1: Right? That's no,
0: that was the third third thing that I said. And that goes back to the topic, you know, screw ups are your best friend, right? Because you're providing an opportunity to learn from your screw up. And if all you're doing is just justifying, well, this is why it happened. How, what did you learn so that it doesn't happen again? Uh, That, that needs to be part of it. I mean, of your letter and that needs to be part of any screw up, you know, whether you have to write a letter about it or not is how do I make sure this doesn't happen? What did I learn from this experience? Or it's going to happen again and again and again. And oh. just as
2: a side note, I also so I do that going to like fireground stuff. I do have a little journal, I guess I would call it, that I write different things on the fireground every time I screw something up. Which pretty much every fire that I've been on. And um, it's funny to go back and revisit those and see me rewriting the same thing over and over again. All you know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. a constant reminder which I think I've discussed it before, but it's like, slow down, slow. I've written that so many times. I don't think I have to write it anymore because I'm more cautious now. But even to myself, something that I'm reading myself uh, and written for myself, I'll do that as a reminder. And I'm a lot more honest with myself because nobody's reading it. So the, the honesty of it is I'll put it out there and then write, you need to slow down or, don't do this again or don't do that again. Um, so that's something that people can use as a, just a little guidance even for themselves. Your no, own no. apology letter to yourself like, hey, you screwed this up. Don't do that again.
1: And with the um, with the idea of, damn it, I've completely lost my train of thought now.
0: That's it. Somebody else talk. Phil,
3: <laughs> Phil. Oh, oh, oh. No, no. I I got it. I got it. I got it. I knew it would
1: come back. Got it.
3: We was letting it circle back around.
1: (laughs) So what you don't ever really want to put in a letter that, that is being that straightforward and saying, I'm accepting responsibility. Don't ever end it with, and I'll make sure that it never happens again. Because, number one, that makes it seem like you could have done that previous and you just chose not to. But... There's no way that you're ever, you know, if you were late this morning for work, you're going to do everything you can to make sure that it doesn't happen again. To right. say that it will never happen again. Right. That's way too much. I don't I don't think you're, you know, you're not being realistic. Right. Yeah. So, you know, but it doesn't have to be a a three-page letter one about one page. All the things that led up to you, your alarm clock not going off. That's just not I mean, what do you do when you get that letter, Shane? The long one? Yeah. I mean, do you look at it, roll your eyes, and put it down and go, I'm going to have to read this later? Do you no, complete the still...
0: fifth on this. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Thanks, Hatch.
3: No, you know, I typically I, I go through recall. them. I see a lot of letters that have, that when I start down the list, I see a lot of excuses. Like, you know, I was up doing plumbing the night before. I right. Didn't get into bed till midnight. I, my kid set my alarm, turned my alarm off. I get it. You're trying to soften the blow a little bit that there may be some legitimacy that got you there, but. We're all it old enough. It doesn't enough really make me. It, it's I, life. I, I guess the thing about it in reality of it is, is I have a very set schedule. So it's not like I'm going, oh, that letter's bullshit. I'm going to turn this one up just a little notch. Right. I can't do that. You uh, say some doesn't work like that. We're right. all
2: mature enough and all that. Some of the people that are writing the letters are still young. No 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 no. That's what I'm
1: saying is that the people yeah. reading these letters at the at the Are the mature ones. Correct. Are the ones or that we know, we know. We know that be. life exists. We know that you've got two and three jobs. We did it. We were there. We might still be there, you know? Um, so adding that into your letter is kind of, you know. You know, I've got a newborn baby that I get it. We all, most of us, sure. I know.
0: I think that's unique to, or not unique, but that's interesting that people have that perspective. I had a gentleman who uh, was AWOL, and his crew was kind of coming to me, and they're like, he's a good guy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how many bad guys do you think I'm a right. AWOLs <laughs> on? when <laughs> they have babies that are up and stuff like that. None of them, I'm, I'm not personally mad at them. Right, right. I get it. Just accept that it happened and... You're going to try to do make it not happen again. It doesn't make them a terrible employee. Right. What were they trying to get you to change how you were going to
3: respond to it?
0: Yeah. This guy's a good guy or this yeah. girl's a good girl. I, I think they thought that that's... Lighten up on him a little bit. Yeah, the, I think that's what they thought I had like the leniency to do. And I was like, it's, it is what it is. And then I always want to go back to when you say that, what do I do for the individual that...
3: You know what I mean? like You create this environment where... Well, if I do it to that, then how do I not do it to that? Right, that, right, Is that what you want me to?
0: Right, do you I, want to create this slippery slope right. that oh, I body have no, to go on. No. No. you Inconsistency. know what? Consistency. <laughs> it's not like the guys are going like that. A hey, wall. I'm gonna silence that alarm. Go back to sleep. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what's happening. It's it's a mistake. I get it. Yep, it happens. Have you? I've been a wall. Have you been a wall? No. Well, I, I have in Roswell actually. Okay, I've been a wall. Never. No, Shane? No. That's a funny story. I mean, you mean to tell that one? I would love to hear your AWOL story. So I'm, I'm, I'm AWOL in Roswell, and I feel terrible about it, so I'm having to go in and talk to the battalion chief. And I was like, to be honest with you, I'm really probably overtaxed. I'm, I'm really, really stretched thin. I probably need to resign. It's not fair to you guys. I mean, I, I have to investigate these exact same things where I work, and it's not fair to you guys, you know, because I'm, I'm you know working two jobs, going to school, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and the battalion chief goes, why don't you quit school? I was
3: like, "Wait a minute! The answer is that I need to quit
0: school." And I was like, uh, "No." I just thought it was funny for
3: him to tell me that. Uh, I woke up late. I woke up. You should really think about your priorities. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's awesome. Education's not where it's at. He's like,
0: "What else would you do?" I'm like, "I have more skill sets."
1: I woke up at like 6:53, and uh, I, this was in the first two years of being in the department. And I hopped in my truck and somehow made it to the station which was a good 25 minutes away I made it in about 11 minutes it was a Sunday morning and I was driving crazy and uh got there 11 minutes late knew I was late called my lieutenant the moment I woke up and, and said I'm gonna be late only to find out that somebody else uh was also late and uh, it shut the truck down for the next four hours Ooh. but I still got the wall, even if the shut if, even because the truck was shut down it didn't matter
3: both but, I did.
1: But I put something in place to
0: make sure that it
1: would not happen again. You know, learn my lesson, screw ups.
0: Yeah, they, like, you, like you said, it, it creates opportunities for personal growth right. if you let it. You know, but a lot of people, I think, you know, do what we're talking about in the letters. They, they look for reasons to say, well, I'm justified that this happened. No, just look at yourself and, you know, where right. can you improve? Where can you get better from? And we don't really do this with successes, although we've talked about it in way earlier podcasts, that we don't look at the fires as often that are successful, you know, of what we could have done better. But it's the same kind of situation here. If you were doing a critique of this situation, you made a mistake, something went wrong, where's their point to to grow and do something differently or get outside your comfort zone? And I think a lot of people just miss those opportunities, and they they probably shouldn't. So what about the... uh the
2: best sick leave call in, whether you've done it or somebody else has done it. The best
0: sick leave call in?
1: Well, the one that was the reason the truck was shut down uh, was because that the other person that was supposed to be on the truck with me and the lieutenant. Uh, you know, we had a rule, and we still have it, that if you call an, an hour before your reporting time to say that you're, so, you know, out we can't do anything to you. And Mm -hmm. he called and said, I'm in Las Vegas and I can't get a plane flight. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, what, you know, but he had called before six, so he didn't get in trouble. Uh, even though he had to wait to get a flight and then arrived at, I want to say he arrived sometime around noon. Um, Oh wow. uh, The truck was shut down all that time. He didn't get any paperwork and I got paperwork because I was 11 11 minutes late. And was sitting at the station on a truck that could not run a call because there were only two of us on it, so Take I, don't, I don't
0: know if I could top that one that was pretty good no. what do you got shane um i I heard one just recently
3: that was pretty in depth and comical, and it was that my wife must have washed um, must have wa- left some soap in the glass, which caused me to have. Uh, diarrhea or something. Wow. It was, it was pretty good. Wow.
1: You know what? Diarrhea is the universal. (laughs) uh, I've always said that's the universal. Get out of work for you. It is because you're not going to necessarily go to the doctor for diarrhea. So I don't have to have a note when I tell you that I've got diarrhea and everybody it's universally. We all understand what that's like, but to blame your wife, you know, that's an extra step. All you had to do was say I had diarrhea, but instead, there's the you can't blame your wife It's my so wife's much. fault.
0: <laughs> I think. I got, a, I got a note out. from my wife.
2: <laughs> so we, I, I got two of them. I had somebody put in sick because they they were basically on an annual leave on a vacation in Florida, the beach, and they were supposed to come back, and they called out sick because they said they got burned and they could not put pants on. That's one he's retired now he was awesome you talk about some sick leave call outs that were just unbelievable and That's he didn't good. word it that eloquently either i mean he's he was like man my ass is sunburned i can't put no pants on and i'm not so for whatever that was it was <laughs> were uh,
0: you tanning in the nude knowing yeah. I mean, yeah, no him the, probably got go some there. speedos was
2: wearing the bar at uh, and then man, we, we also had which i think a lot of people may have went through this in their departments where they put out the importance of mental health and all this stuff. And we actually had one of the lieutenants call out, uh, same thing one hour before shift going, yeah, I'm not coming into work. Mental health day. (laughs) Just got written by HR. HR just put it out saying, you know, mental health is important all that. He's like, and he, he, he directly threw it as a a stab to him and
3: more
1: of
2: that. Sick leave. But the sunburned ass was the best one ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any.
1: I had one that showed up. I was uh, at training. I was the chief of training, and he showed up late for class. And I was, I was uh, at that point very, very um, strict. That if you were a minute late to class, you you went back to the, your station. You'd have to come back another day. You know, Very you, controversial. You were not going to walk in late to a class because people would walk in late all the time and they'd be carrying Chick-fil-A bags. and I think you may shut. have
3: messed up a promotion or two with that. Well,
1: I'm not sorry about it. Sorry, anyway. Not sorry. sorry not There's sorry. that empathy coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, this one guy, you know, he calls and he says he's got a flat tire. And I was like, okay, you know, I mean, that's, That's one of those things that happens. There's nothing. You couldn't have called me, you know, an hour before. I get it. Come on, man. Yeah. When he got to class, I I took him to the side on the first break, and I said, listen, man, I really hate that you got a flat tire. I want to help you out. Let's go out, and we'll get your tire, and I'll take it up the street to Firestone. We'll get that, you know, we'll get it patched while you're in class. And you could start seeing the blood just draining from his face, you know. (laughs) Gotcha. yeah, I was like, no, no, come on, let's go. We've got enough time. You give it to me, I'll get it in the car. We'll, I'll get it up there. You're in class, no problems. And, uh well. Yeah, yeah. So he got written up.
0: I like that. It's <laughs> so awesome. I'm supportive. Bill's here.
1: I'm supportive. Yeah.
0: Bill has arrived.
1: Well, but back to our thing. If he just said, you know what? I overslept, overslept this night. You know, I mean, that'd been so much easier.
2: You hear so many horror stories throughout your career of how to protect yourself against either one being 100% truthful or where's the loophole, man. Don't say that. Just say this. You don't want to say that, to well, but I just want to be honest. And, and I'll no, tell you, you I did that. I actually went into work at a part-time employer and call, I even say it now. And I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? I call out sick at my job right. My full time. And then I'm going to pick up a shift in my part-time place.
0: Mm. (laughs) I can't even begin to explain it in my head.
2: It made perfect sense. Well, hell extra money. I got a bunch of sick leave over there. Why don't you just use that? Go to work over here. My paycheck's going to look great. And then I show up to work and I don't know what it was, but it just hits me. And I'm like, I can't work today. And I called The only time I've ever been late, I call him, hey, I'm on my way in. Forget the sick leave. I sat down in front of my battalion. I said, let me tell you what happened. And this is the honest part of me where I didn't have to say anything, but I just felt compelled to listen. I never clocked in, never showed up anything. And he's like, what the hell were you thinking? He's like, you know, I got to go down to chief with this now, which I actually respected the hell out of him for for being so honest himself to go, we got to go talk to chief about this. The outcome was fine. It was just one of those, everybody tilt their head sideways, look at Trosh and go, what are you thinking? thinking?" (laughs) Uh, I don't know how I justified that in my head, but in my head, I justified, well, okay, let's do this. And then I realized this is stupid as hell. And
0: then I went, let me be honest about it. (laughs) So that was going to be my next question. So what do you have more respect for? The people that are just right up front and like, I messed that up, you know, that, I really screwed that up, blah, blah, blah. Or the ones that spend all the time trying to go through all the reasons why and all the extenuating circumstances, I'd rather just tell me. Yeah. I have a ton more respect for you just being straightforward, just not wasting my it. time. And, like, I screwed that up.
1: Yeah. Well, the other one, and this might just be my perception, but the the way that I take the other one is, I, I'll go back. So let's go back. I was, when, when I was 16, I worked uh, at a movie theater. And really? And I was uh, I was a projectionist, and I also tore tickets at the door. And um, people would walk in uh, with, like, bags of food. You know what I mean? They'd have, like. the can't do that? Woman Please have, tell me
2: you're not that guy, oh, or
1: you weren't yeah, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. He's a rules guy. No, the woman would have, like, this big bag of, you know, you could just tell it was loaded with, with all kinds of crap. And then there were the ones that would walk in, literally with the styrofoam, takeout. you know, thing and i respected them so much more because it was just kind of a
0: (laughs) you know what i'm doing i know what i'm doing
1: i don't think you're a dumbass you know because the other way was the you obviously think i'm a dumbass that i don't know that you've got all that food in there you know i mean just i don't know i'd much rather because it it does make me feel like
0: you have a little respect for exactly
2: you think you're owning it you think i'm stupid enough to fall for this see what about looking at it like this because this is a crime that i've committed many times Uh uh-oh I'm just trying to keep you from enforcing something you don't want to enforce anyway. So I'm going to go ahead and hide this so you don't have to worry about even going. Is that full of candy? Well, yep. yes, it is. <laughs> I got QT down the street. I just loaded up with $35 worth of candy that will cost me $106 oh, oh. here. Nope. So what they, would you do? Were sure you that guy? Were person. you the guy that would call somebody out if they brought something big in? No, person?
1: no, we big never person. called anybody out. <laughs> I was going to say we never called anybody out. But if you were going to talk about what, who I had respect for, I had respect for the people that just walked in,
2: you know, just blatantly. boom. because yeah. I mean, a you're not box. Yeah. you're not
1: treat- <laughs> can't bring that in. Here. <laughs> you're not treating
2: me like I'm an idiot. You know, the other one, you're treating me like I'm an idiot. I'm definitely good with the honestly. I'm not just talking lay about, about the people there. that have got like a box
1: of of you know, raisinettes in their coat pocket. Right, 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 I'm talking
2: right. about somebody who
1: is, you know, walks in with five kids, and they've got that that bag that they don't normally carry. You know, the woman doesn't normally, you can tell. It's the one they take to the beach. They exactly. put all the toys. exactly. In. All the kids' pockets and are thrashing just, of candy. You know, and <laughs> and there's, a, there's a sleeve of Dixie cups, you know, out the top of it and, and shit like that. Every time she moves Two it, crinkles. crinkles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, no, I mean, that's just... I, Be honest, you know? I kind of respect
2: uh, both, though, because sometimes some of the stories are just so awesome that I don't want to lose out on those great stories by saying, look, just come to me and say, I got candy in my bag. Sometimes
0: there's just these fantastic stories that I don't don't want to... But it was like when we were in class one time, and, you know, this kid kind of gets called out about it, and he immediately uh, attacks right back. And I was like, sometimes, dude, you just got to own it. Just own it. They'll have so much more respect for you. Y'all had a class like that? You were in it, too. Was I late? Was I the one? No, 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 no. It was one individual kind of got called out. I think because the the instructor said something to him or whatever, and he jumped back on that instructor. We were like, "Wow,
3: that was that was brutal." I I was like, "Sometimes when you make a mistake, you just gotta own it and just let it go." Uh, (laughs) what What a unique time, though. Right now, where we have created this environment in the fire service where. You come to work sick. You know we we're talking about the people, oh, yeah. lot, but but in reality, we've all been told just show up sick. We'll work it out.
1: No, it's been uh you know showing yeah. up and coming, now all coming to work sick was actually yeah, uh, it's like a
3: badge of honor.
1: Oh, well, it's a, it was part of your work ethic. That's, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Right. are yeah, right. yeah, well, right. right. get, get in the now, bed. Just stay yeah. here and
3: now, how it's flipped. Yeah, like, you show up sick and you're, you are did you just need? What are you thinking now? Right, it's so.
1: Did you touch the doorknob? You touched the doorknob. Oh. Did you
3: lick the doorknob? <laughs> it's just so. Since Bill has his rules of letter writing,
2: I have my bull, my my rules in class where it's like, look, you're allowed two sneezes, two coughs, unlimited farts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the and rule. You only now. get
1: two sneezes. COVID,
2: two sneezes, two farts, and un, or, uh, two sneezes, two coughs, and unlimited farts. I they want, haven't proven I, that I you just, can get COVID through I a want, fart.
1: I want to make sure that you <laughs> understand. <laughs> you fart, right? <laughs> I want to make sure that you understand what you've just done to every listener who ever will be in a class of yours. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> you're, oh, yeah. you're wearing a face mask. <laughs> oh, they're gonna <laughs> and a diaper and now. they
0: unlimited farts.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Everybody Game wears on. diapers. Diapers and face masks. Oh. Uh, all right. Well. Well. Yep. Well.
3: well. well, well.
1: Combustible is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to Combustible to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Follow us on Facebook so we know how many of you listeners there are out there. And you can check us out online at combustiblethepodcast.com. As always, we would like to thank the Golden Dogs and True North Records for letting us use their song Saints at the Gates for our theme music. You can find the Golden Dogs music on any streaming platform. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later.